Welcome to Reside by Sotheby's International Realty. I'm Eric Weinbrecht, your host and guide as we dive into the pages of Reside magazine to discover more about the incredible people, places, and brands featured within. Please be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to at Sotheby's Realty on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube to experience incredible homes and stories from around the world. Without further delay, let's get started. This year marks the 38th Copa del Rey off the shores of Mallorca. Filled with exciting races from the end of July through the beginning of August, this world-class sailing competition is an annual event that brings many to the region. Once again, Mallorca Sotheby's International Realty is sponsoring two categories in the race. And here to talk about the event is Alejandra Vanoli, Managing Director of Viva Sotheby's International Realty. Hi, Alejandra. Thank you for taking the time to be with me today. Hi, it is our pleasure. Now, you guys are currently in the middle of the race, correct? Yes, we are in the middle of a very intense week. <laughs> so uh, again, thank you so much for for um, taking the time. I know I know you guys are super busy, so I you know I, I don't want to keep you for too long. But maybe let's uh, let's get started with just talking a little bit about the race. What what is the Copa del Rey and, and how does it work? Okay, every summer over one hundred boats mate and compete on the Bay of Palma. This year, 132 boats in 11 classes or categories are participating from all over the world. It is a very international competition with an extensive social program, including activities like concerts, private parties organized by the Yacht Club, or the sponsors. Every single day, one sponsor organizes a party. Uh, we are very pleased because on Friday, we will have the possibility to see the race from the water. And we are closing the week with a dinner party at the, at the club. Uh, it's a possibility to enjoy this activity with us and our VIP clients. Traditionally, and it's something that I want to remark, is the King of, of Spain participates in the regatta. This year, also the King of Norway is joined the race, and they both compete in the same class, Club Swan 15. Wow, so it's, it's, a, it's a royal event then, huh? Absolutely. Absolutely. That that is the name. The you know, Copa del Rey, you know, means uh, cup of the king, king cup. Oh, okay. So, I mean, aside from the 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 parties that you guys are throwing and the you know the the events that you're hosting within the race itself, what what else? How else is the, is Mallorca Sotheby's International Realty involved in the race? We are every single day there with all our team. Um, we have a booth there to attend our clients. Uh, we have a, a VIP place in, in the restaurant to have the chance that all of us invite people for a lovely lunch and to see from there how the boats are coming back from the regatta after the competition day. And we can share this time with the crews and change impressions and then enjoy with very relaxed at sunset with drinks and music. That sounds lovely. And it sounds like one one uh one very special way to enjoy the race, right? Exactly. It is. It is at, at the end is is a very, very good way to promote our brand to promote not only Mallorca Sotheby's International Realty, it's promote Sotheby's International Realty, what means, you know, as a brand, and, and give us a possibility like affiliates 
to to be a solid position in 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 our market. So I know that the the Copa del Rey is is Spain's uh, most highly regarded uh, sailing competition, and I know that it's a very international event. But what does the race really mean for the region? Oh, it's incredible! You, you know uh, the impact. Uh, it, Properties with a view of the race is being involved in these competitions enables us not to only offer properties but a complete a complete coastal lifestyle. Then it means for the region in in terms of society, you know, um, about economics impact for the society because uh, one thousand four hundred regatists are attending. That means uh, going to restaurants, um, renting properties spend money in, in, in town, you know, that is very, very important for, for the economical way of life of the island. Really, last year, the University of Mallorca uh, did a study, a research study, uh, measurement the impact for the society uh, and for the region and was something around 25 millions in total. You know, it's approximately 2.2 million euros a day. Wow! Yeah, that is some that is some swell. So, I mean, I, I'm I'm sure the region prepares for a high impact of tourism and you know and, and that economic swell for for this time of the year, right? Exactly. Exactly. So you also mentioned that this race is is much more than a race. It's you know it, it, it's kind of this this huge event that surrounds the whole thing. For for the people that maybe next year after listening to this podcast, they're thinking you know I'm going to head to Mallorca for for the next Copa del Rey. What else should they keep in mind for when they come to visit? What else should they be doing? Okay, I think that Mallorca offers many possibilities to the tourist or the people that is interested in visiting because it's not only beaches in fantastic island, um, really fantastic spots and sightseeing places, but means uh, great uh, art galleries, museums, uh, restaurants, concerts, really this is very good in cultural activity as well. And of course, we, we can remark a nightlife, you know, with uh, parties, with disco, there's many, many things that can attract foreigners to visit us. And we are more than welcome to receive all of you that wants to attend next year. Well, listen, I, I know you guys are super busy with the race and, and I, I pulled you away from everything that you're doing to to be here and talk to me today. So I don't want to take up any more of your time. Um, thank you so much for, for joining me today and for uh, letting us all in on what's going on with the race. Okay, thank you very much, really, for the opportunity for us to explain what we are doing here in this part of the world. And we are happy to continue inform you and participate in all of you. Excellent. Good luck with the rest of the race. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Widely known as an it city and a hotbed for defining American culture, Austin is arguably one of the coolest destinations in the world. Home to many distinctly different neighborhoods, we covered the historic Bolden Creek neighborhood in the summer edition of Reside Magazine. Here to tell us more about it and more about what's going on in Austin proper is Carl Schur, Global Real Estate Advisor from Cooper Sotheby's International Realty's downtown office. Hi, Carl. Hi, Eric. Thanks for having me. 
Uh, no problem. Thank you. Thank you for joining us and taking time out of your day to be here. Happy to be here. Happy to help. So before we dive into the article and, and you know, we dive into the Bolden Creek neighborhood, tell us a little bit about uh, what the market is like in Austin right now. Uh, well, the market in Austin is really strong. Um, each year, it just continues to, I think, surprise people um, and continue to grow. Um the number of people relocating to Austin, uh, that trend seems to continue with 100 to 150 people a day. Um, and that's been going on for some time now. Um, and it's leading to a really strong real estate market. Um, demand is, is high and uh, supply is trying to keep up. Now, in terms of relocation, do you have any, any data? Like where, where are people coming from? Uh, it's it's a wide mixture. Um, a lot of local people think that it's all coming from the West Coast, and, and we do get a fair amount of new residents from the West Coast, but it's really very diverse. Um, a lot of new residents coming from other parts of Texas, that's actually the bulk of it, um, but then also uh, many different cities along the East Coast, many in the Midwest, um, and, the, and, uh, and as I said, the West Coast as well. Now, speaking of relocation, uh, are you a, an Austin native or are, are you a, a, a product of relocation yourself? I, I'm a product of relocation myself. Um, I relocated to Austin from Chicago uh, about 14 years ago. Wow. And, and 14 years ago, I'm sure Austin was a much different place than it is today. But what, what drew you there? Um, well, I, I, to be perfectly honest, I didn't know much about Austin. Um, at that time, Austin was just starting to become uh, more popular in the media, and my company um, asked me if I would move here and um, help open an office in Austin. And um, it was December in Chicago and cold, and I said, "Sure, that sounds like a great idea." <laughs> yeah, I, I have a uh, a very good friend who who lives in the Chicago area, and when the winter comes, actually, the first place she goes is is down to Texas. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. It's an amazing city, uh, but yeah, it gets a little cold in the winter, so we don't have that problem here. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> uh, was was the relocation to Austin something that you you mentioned that it was uh it was company related? Did you have any other options in Texas, or or was that kind of it? Um, well, the 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 full story is actually that uh, my company was opening offices across the south and west and and southeast of the country, and I was asked to pick out. Uh, three potential cities as my favorites from a list of about 25. Um, and I picked uh, Los Angeles, Miami, and Austin. And uh, I was very familiar with Los Angeles and Miami, but honestly not familiar at all with Austin, but but intrigued enough to put it as one of my top picks. But uh, I had the option to go to a lot of different places. And, and 14 years later, no regrets, right? Uh, no. No, not at all. I think, uh, especially given uh, that I transitioned from finance into real estate, uh, it's it's been a uh, it's been the right place to be, <laughs> to so to speak. So, so in terms of the of the real estate and the market there, you mentioned that um, that a lot of people are are relocating there. Are there any kind of trends? Like, what what type of properties are they are they buying? Well, um, the, gr the growth is all over Austin. Um, my primary focus is generally on the downtown area and neighborhoods 
you know, within about a 15 minute commute of downtown. Um, so more or less the, the most urban parts of Austin. And, um, you know, there's a, been a significant trend for businesses to locate their headquarters in and around the downtown area. Um, and as such, many of the people relocating here for jobs are want, wanting to live in or around um, the downtown area. Um, so uh, that's, you know, it's uh, there are a lot of people relocating to the urban market in Austin. Now, as we mentioned, you know, uh, Austin is known for its its very unique and and kind of different siloed neighborhoods. And and in the latest uh, edition of Reside, we went through the history of of Bolden Creek and its roots going all the way back to 1900. But what makes that neighborhood in particular stand out in today's Austin? Uh, well, Bolden Creek is actually one of the oldest neighborhoods um, in in the Austin area. Um, it goes all the way back um, to the to some land that was deeded in the 1700s to Isaac Decker. Um, it really started developing, though, in the 1920s and 1930s. So as such, there are many uh, craftsman-style homes that were built during that time. Um, so much of the architecture is uh, quite old at this point. And, and where does it fit in with um, you know, all the people you mentioned very heavily in the in downtown area? Um, how does it fit in with the, the culture and kind of the trends that are going on in Austin right now? Sure. Well, uh, one of the things I love about Bolden Creek and its kind of sister neighborhood, Travis Heights, um, are it's it's a really eclectic mix of people. There are people who bought their homes here in the 50s that have lived in the same home ever since. There are people who've relocated here from New York, San Francisco, um, Chicago that are in the tech industry or other new industries and businesses that have sprung up here. Um, we're really a, a very short distance from downtown, um, you know, five to 10 minutes, depending on traffic. Um, and uh, so it's a great place to be if you really want to be in the mix of everything that's happening in, in the downtown Austin area. Now you mentioned, you mentioned music. I, I, you can't talk about Austin without talking about music. One of, one of the first things that, that I did when I got there was I had to go find the, the statue of Stevie Ray Vaughan and, and, and pay my respects. But, um, you know, as we were talking prior to this interview, you said some of that is, is changing a little bit. Austin being known as kind of this music city, you know, with, um, you know, Austin city limits and the South by Southwest festival that comes in. What, what's kind of changing about that? Yeah, I mean, Austin was originally known for being a music city, and I think it still is. Um, you know, some great old clubs like the Continental Club on South Congress, which is on the edge of Bolden Creek, and then Austin City Limits downtown uh, brings in really amazing acts and kind of a smaller venue. So it's still very much uh, a music mecca. But, uh, you know, in my opinion, the technology uh, scene. Um, and industry here has really become the dominant uh, defining factor for Austin. Um, you know, we're we're really knocking on the door of Silicon Valley right now as the place to be if you're in technology. I know part of South by Southwest is heavily tech influenced now. It's become almost as as like a like the third leg on a tripod for that festival, right? Oh yeah. I, I, well, I mean, I think. The, I actually read a story um, about South by Southwest that was saying that 
the technology aspect of it has really become the dominant factor. More people come to see the technology um, speakers and, and products than do music by far. Yeah, I, I know our charitable partner, News Story, uh, they were a part of South by Southwest a couple of years ago, and they debuted their 3D printer that is able to print homes. Wow. Uh, the brand partnered with them a few years ago, and they build homes in areas that were affected by natural disaster. Um, we've actually, the, the Sotheby's International Realty brand has actually funded entire uh, towns in Mexico, and they're starting to roll out this uh it's a 3D printer that 3D prints with cement and they debuted it at South by Southwest by literally building a home there. <laughs> wow. I did not know that. That's amazing. So who's in town? What are some of the big uh, businesses that are kind of taking taking uh, responsibility for shaping the technology industry there? The biggest players in technology in Austin, it's Dell is still number one and they're actually based in Round Rock. Um, but Apple, um, Amazon, um, Facebook, Google, um, NXP have all, um, are all of the, some of the other big players. And then of course, many, many smaller companies, um, uh, are, are supporting those larger companies. Um, and the list is endless in that, in that group. Very cool. Yeah. I always forget that Apple has a, um, they, I, I believe they base their Apple Care support out of Austin, come to think of it. I, th I think that's where that part of their business is headquartered. I think you're correct. And I can tell you this, uh, just about every month of this year so far, um, the Austin Business Journal has reported that Google, Apple, or Facebook have either leased or bought a new office building in Austin. Um, so they're all significantly expanding and Amazon, I forgot to mention, um, significantly expanding their, um, uh, the number of employees and operations they have in Austin. Wow. That is definitely some significant growth. Yes. Yes. So we've talked about the neighborhoods. We've, we've talked about the music venues, the, the booming technology scene. Is there anything else that's coming to Austin that you're really excited about? Um, our first professional uh, sports team is coming soon. Um, professional soccer is going to start in Austin. Uh, so that's, that's pretty exciting. Uh, I'm a big sports fan and I'm looking for some other teams to come as well at some point, since we're now the, uh, I believe the, 10th or 11th largest city in the, in the country. Um, but soccer is going to be the first to, first to arrive. Awesome. Are they getting a, is there a stadium that's being built or is there already a stadium that they can use? Yes, there's a stadium being built in North Central Austin. Um, so that's underway. And I believe tickets and, and uh, a suite, private suites are being sold already. Wow. Well, that's something to look forward to. We, you know, I, I, I'm also a big sports fan. I'm, I'm actually a, a New York Red Bulls season ticket holder here in New Jersey. So I, I look forward to, um, to, to more MLS action. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Well, Carl, thank you so much for taking the time to be with me today and to take us through, uh, you know, one of my favorite cities in the country and, and you know, one that's, that's close to my heart. I absolutely love Austin, and I hope that uh, that everyone listening takes some time to, to check it out. Absolutely. And to also look me up when they're in town. Definitely. Okay. Well, thank you, Eric. Don't forget to subscribe to the Reside by Sotheby's International Realty podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. 
If you're craving more Reside, visit Sotheby'sRealty.com slash Reside for more from this and previous issues of the magazine. Until next time.